Welcome back to For the Love of Men podcast. My name is Courtney Shand, and I'm hosting with my dear friend, Brianna Mosier. Hello. The intention of the show is to bring together men and women to create healthy, polarized relationship dynamics by learning how to honor each other's natural masculine and feminine energetic core. Yes. So, we are super excited. We're trying something new today. Those of you that are on TikTok are catching us live. Yay. We're going live on TikTok and recording at the same time. Those of you guys that are popping on TikTok, we are here to talk about healthy relationship dynamics. We have some topics to cover today, but we're here to answer any questions that you have. Brie is going to be our comment moderator. Let me introduce you to my friend Brie. If you're new to the show, Brie is amazing. Thanks. I will let her tell about herself, but... Um, yeah, take it away. Oh my gosh, we have so many moving parts right now. I know, I know. I'm like monitoring like <laughs> This is our first things. time. If you're on the audio podcast version, by the way, we've never gone live and done the recording, so bear with us a little bit. That's the first thing I would like to say. Second thing, uh, my work in the world is helping really driven, ambitious women who feel super comfortable in their masculine energy and helping them access their empowered feminine energy, both in their career and their business so they can thrive and in their dating and relationship life. It's a lot of somatic-based healing, that's my background, as well as sex, love, and intimacy work to help women really access their feminine energy. So if this is your first time with us and you're on live, that's a little bit about uh, my background. And if you're returning on the podcast, you've heard this probably a ho- 63 times. times. Yeah, we're in the uh, 60s now. And you've probably heard me say, Courtney's work is similar to mine, but different <laughs> in unique ways. Hmm, what an original line. Courtney, tell the people what you do, you brilliant human. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, I am I am a dietitian. I bring a trauma-informed approach to our work and being in your body. A lot of times that is something that keeps women from loving their body as is and loving it into what they want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is really where I specialize, is helping women feel grounded and able to um, be fully present, especially in social situations or around food that they really love. I do also do relationship mentoring, which I love. And all of these relationships are kind of interconnected, like you were saying, with business and relationships. I have not found that the nutrition-only track is enough to really give people the transformation that I know is possible. And so I bring a lot of relational skills in how to handle not only as you transition or transform in your health and uh, well-being, but also how you can bring the people around you in to support you in your feminine energy and exploring that together. So, love it. Uh, Thank you all for the kind comments, by the way. We're getting a lot of really beautiful, kind comments. So that is nice. Not always the case on TikTok Live, although we have curated a pretty good community now. But... um, Already questions coming yes. in. Yes. All right. So this today's episode, we're going to be doing a little mixture. I'm kind of keeping track of the questions that are coming in. I'm sure you are too. Yes. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit and have a dialogue. That's kind of why we wanted to do a TikTok Live mm-hmm. um, about a few concepts that we're seeing on the TikTok. Things like girl dinner. Mm-hmm. What else? And does girl math have a song? Make one. <laughs> Girl math. <laughs> original. <laughs> really original. Uh, and any of the other, the girl brain, we've talked about girl brain in the past, but girl brain's a thing. Oh, girl brain is an original concept for me. Unless, did you also say girl brain? I mean, I've heard it before. I didn't know oh. that it was an original. Well, I didn't learn it from anybody. I oh, thought it was no, original, but maybe I'm sure it's it is. Not. I just, 
Girl brain is like, I call her the part of my brain where I know I'm being... You men are not going to understand this right off the bat, probably. There's a little part of my brain that will like overthink things or be a little needy or like, that waiter is leaning a little too close into my man. And I don't act on it. I don't think about it. I don't ruminate on it. It's just my little girl brain's like, hey, I'm here. I am aware. I'm aware. Of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, girl Roman Empire. <laughs> That's it. Yes, yeah. Thank I can't you. wait to talk about oh that. Maybe we start with that because that really relates to our work already. Yes. Yes. Okay. So those of you that are live, have you, how often rather, do you think about the Roman Empire? Mm. Well, this is a concept on TikTok. If you're listening to the show, by the way, on YouTube or on, um, you know, podcast listening platforms, <laughs> anywhere else, you're listening. <laughs> Apple and Spotify. It's a concept where women were asking their, their boyfriends, how often, or husbands, how often do you think about the Roman empire? And men were unequivocally like not even bashfully saying, Oh, two or three times a week, once a day, at least once a week, at least five times a month. And women were baffled. What do you mean? You think about the Roman empire that much? I went down a rabbit hole one night. Did you also, or when well, did you learn I just, about this? I just had to search on TikTok. What is this thing? Okay, every yeah. day we're getting every day. Never. You can see here. Too, Hello, if you ladies. Want. Oh, if that's easier. That is easier. <laughs> <laughs> we have comments to the ah, left. Ah, great. Okay. Only when I hear how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Well, that's fair. That is a fair thing that your brain does. Um, no one actually does. It's a ridiculous trend. Interesting. <laughs> that's the first time I've heard that. Yeah. Well, I, when I asked my own partner, he looked at me like that. He was like what do you mean? Never. (laughs) Why would I think about that? (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. Um, thoughts on it. Here's my thoughts on it. Yes. You had a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. Well, I was looking at what is the female equivalent for a couple of days and then somebody came up with a great answer, which was the female equivalent of the Roman empire is how often do you think about your ex best Mm. friend? And that made my heart go, Oh yeah, I do. I think about ex best girlfriends, two, three times a week, mm-hmm. sometimes once a day, like very often. Yeah. And my theory on this, you know, we teach masculine and feminine energy is that men really value achievement, accomplishment, conquering, like putting their uh, stamp on the world, their purpose. That's what the masculine really values. By the way, we all have masculine and feminine energy. If you're just mm-hmm. tuning in on TikTok, right? Women have parts that value that too, just as men have parts that value what the feminine values. Mm-hmm. And the feminine tends to value connection and love. And so I do think about those. Oh, what are they doing? You know, could it have worked out? Mm-hmm. But I'm at peace with where it is. I wonder how she is. I hope she's living a great life. I miss her. Remember when we used to do these things? You know, mm-hmm. that kind of energy. So that's my theory on mm-hmm. this. We mm-hmm. should do a TikTok video on that. Mm, I feel like it would really that help. That would be a great one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Burke, patience, good sir. I am, I saw your question. We we, we will get to the questions. <laughs> he said, can we start the relationship advice? Uh-huh. Know. We love giving <laughs> relationship advice and we want to record the episode too. So we're, we're going to work together on this one. Um, I think that's genius because it really is kind of like a, TikTok is such a cultural phenomenon. It's like where all of the, where people feel honest enough to ask these questions. And <laughs> I, I love it for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's so interesting too, because what I, when, when I went down this rabbit hole on TikTok, um, what I searched was, what, what is the Roman Empire trend? Um, and it was saying basically that there is 
this theory of kind of the parts of your life that are un underexpressed are going to be showing up in your daydreams or fantasies kind mm. of thing. So the idea that if you're dreaming of this like huge conquest or um, you know ruling the world in, in any given moment, um, there may be parts of yourself that are looking to be more expressed in terms of how um, how well known you are, how much you have you know, left your mark on the world. And it's kind of a call to dig deep and really bring what you're intended to bring during this lifespan mm -hmm. to the world. You get to change the world and have the impact that you want to have. And if, if that's something that is not happening, then it is going to probably lead you to daydream, daydream about those things. Yep. So when I, when she asked me what the female equivalent is, I was like, I don't know, but that well, makes so much sense. Same with longing for connection, right? Yes. In the moments where you don't feel as connected to your girlfriends or your partner, what do you think about? You think about people you feel really connected to and go, oh, I wish I could just talk to, I wish we could just be silly and laugh about stupid shit with, you know, mm -hmm. the same kind of longing. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh, side note, this is why the skill set of grief, <laughs> I know this is going deep really fast, but this... we do, we tend to do that. <laughs> the skill set of grief is so important to learn. It's one that comes up in almost every one of my clients because we don't learn it and therefore we don't have it and yeah. we avoid ending things when we need to. We avoid moving into things because we're afraid of having to need this part and we don't feel skillful in it. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. where I was going with that. I love to that. be with grief in your body. It's tough. Let it process mm -hmm. both for accomplishments and for connection, right? Yes. Cause there's grief in not accomplishing what you wanted to accomplish even yet. If you know you're going to do it in the future. A hundred percent. Yeah. So good. we're getting really thoughtful questions in the comments, which is making me feel torn because. All right, let's dive in. Let's work them in. We have a lot of really great questions from the men listening. And I will just say something I really appreciate about our TikTok following is that we have so many empowered masculine men or men who are moving into that space who ask super thoughtful questions on our TikToks lately. Most of our mm -hmm. TikTok live is a population of men seeking relationship advice, and I'm here for it. <laughs> so thank you for asking kind questions and also, we've had some men in the comments like protecting us from other comments that are a little invasive, mm. and, and that makes me really happy too, so thank you. <laughs> so endearing. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Ooh, we're getting some really good questions. Okay, let's dive in and do some questions. Yeah. What? And then we will come back to girl TikTok. Mm, okay, can we start with this one? Uh, yeah, do we want to start from the beginning? Oh, or okay. Just sure. for ease? How about this? Would you rather be bald and a billionaire or have hair and be completely homeless? I would be bald oh, you and a billionaire. Oh, you, <laughs> you answered it. I was going to say, do you want to skip it? But you answered it. Okay, great. I, I mean, hair is oh, not that significant to me, but maybe width? Would you? Is that what you're... <laughs> I was just joking, Courtney. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, my girlfriend wants an open relationship on her end and I'm conflicted. Mm. Fair. Do you have thoughts? I do. Okay. Um, the conflict that you're having, I'm wondering, is this something that you have been able to express with her or you're still in the stage of figuring out kind of where your boundary is? How much communication has been happening? That would be my question, follow-up question, mm. before I weigh in any further. 
you have thoughts? Um, this is, I feel like you're, you're. Yeah, I, I will say I learned a lot about, you know, what, how do I say, different lifestyles with love and relationships when I was in sex, love, and intimacy training. And I've also worked with a client who is now thriving, dating, healthy, empowered, masculine men, but she was with somebody who um, was not very empowered. And I'm not suggesting everyone in open relationships isn't empowered at all. I know a lot of people who have open relationships that are very much in their truth and it's empowered and a beautiful dynamic. But this person wanted an open relationship for a lot of wounded masculine reasons, meaning he wanted... um, the control and like it felt him made him feel beefed up about himself to have a lot of women you know which Mm -hmm. would be as we always say it's not about the action you take it's about the energy that it comes from again i know a lot of people who are empowered in open dynamics so my curiosity would be what's her reasoning right what's her real desire what is Mm -hmm. she seeking um is it coming from and she would only know this question is it coming from a wounded place or an empowered place that this is me and my truth and this just feels true to me or is it I want a lot of attention validation because I don't give that to myself. That would be my other question. Mm. And then lastly, if you were going to make this work for you, what would you need if you wanted to stay? And if there was a world where you could stay, what are you going to need to feel safe to feel? You might not think of this one. Maybe you will, but special. Mm-hmm. Like, Are you the primary partner? Are all partners seen as equal? Is there a primary partner? And what can you do to protect that feeling? If you're typically monogamous relationships, what I found with that client was she felt this, how do I fit in here? Am I still important? Am mm-hmm. I still good enough for you? Do you still want me? So mm-hmm. if there's any inkling of I might feel that way, then I would start thinking about, okay, what would I need from her in this dynamic to still feel supported, seen, special, heard, like I'm you know, her, her man? Or if you don't anticipate that, then... What are some of the other things you might anticipate being a problem? Be my mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. You said empowered, an empowered place for sure, and then the fear of falling out of love. Thank that she would that. fall out of love with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Got and it. Would just need things to stay the same. But they're not going to stay the same if you shift the dynamic. Right. And if she's expressing this, something that I would offer is if she's expressing this, this is a boundary for her which means that it is the time clock is on and not to rush you in figuring mm-hmm. out where your boundary is, but the dynamic is going to shift or else she will feel resentment in not being able to fully express herself authentically. Mm. And so the dynamic is already going to shift. It's you stepping in of where your boundary is, is going to be what protects you from, um, harm really Mm -hmm. and and this is where it can be just a mutual dialogue of this is what i would need is that something that you're willing to give and really get into the gray space together of um really supporting yourself and backing your own boundaries but also knowing that in this gray space this is where the negotiation is going to happen and your job in negotiating is to know what you have to negotiate with not as a power play but like my boundaries are my perimeter that i will run into and consistently be angry and feel terrible when they're meant to protect me. Mm. So to know everything outside of this line, I'm not available for, and I need to let you go if that's something that you can't provide for me in return. Sorry, you. Otherwise, it's words. it's not reciprocal. Sorry, I know I'm messing up our video. That's okay. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I didn't think this one through. We are moderating comments. Bear with us. This is new. 
and I interrupted Courtney's brilliant thought. Uh, I wouldn't be okay with sleepovers and stuff. I like, like I don't want to be pushed to the side. I'm kind of into the idea though. That's great. You're kind of into it. It's not an initial, that's never going to work for me. Curiosity is an awesome place to be. And you're only going to find out your boundaries probably through experience and noticing, oh, wait, that's a boundary. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't really want to see her kissing other people in front of me. Or, oh, wow, that actually turns me on and I'm surprised. Be with all the emotions that come up. Mm -hmm. And if it were me, I would set a date in the relationship like every week for the first while to check in what worked, what didn't work. How Mm -hmm. are we both feeling? Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, you were still talking. Go ahead. Uh, no, I think that's genius. I would also set a date with myself of six months from now, I'm going to reevaluate. Are these working? Do I need to reassess the situation? And is this still a healthy situation for me to be in at this level? Mm-hmm. Someone said an open relationship is cheating with the other person knowing. I actually really disagree because cheating involves deceit and lying. And if you're openly saying we're going to openly date other people and both people are consenting to it... You- you're not lacking loyalty. Hmm. So I mean, I, I think that the this is why we talk so much about emotional intelligence, because when you have the skills, you become less afraid to engage them. You feel more confident in uh, asserting what you do need and not necessarily falling into the labels as much as what feels congruent for you. Yeah. Rules-based boundaries versus feelings-based boundaries. This is, you can go back and listen to... Such a good episode. Early episodes. I don't remember exactly which one, but um, yeah. Yes. Okay. Next question, I feel like. Let's move forward. All right. Thank you for that awesome question. Yeah. And thank you for letting us answer that. And we're getting so many follows from this live. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a ton of people following the TikTok account. So we're really excited to connect with you all. Thank you. Yes. And we both offer coaching and support if you should need it. Yep. Okay. The next question is, I know this is broad, but he's saying, why can't men get relationships right? Even when we give it our all, it's never enough. Hmm. Do you want to take the first or do you want to think for a moment? Um... If you have something coming to you, I do. Go for it. Okay. I so would what like I've, some reflection. Okay. So what I found through working with men and women and really studying feminine and masculine energy, both with mentors and on my own, is that men and women tend to have two kind of competing triggering wounds. Women tend to have the wound, the feminine tends to have the wound, the wound of I'm too much. I'm emotionally too much. I need too much, that sort of thing. And typically the masculine has the wound of I'm not enough. I don't do enough, I can't be enough, I haven't achieved enough, I don't make enough money, I'm not good enough for her, that sort of thing. So if you have, and everything is relative, right? If you're with a woman who has needs and desires that you feel like you can't fulfill, that is gonna make you feel like you aren't enough. Doesn't make it true. It's possible she has some wounded feminine energy where she's spilling and looking for you to clean it up. Um, Or it's possible that her needs are really in an empowered place and maybe you guys are mismatched on capacity and that's something Courtney and I talk about a lot is there's no wrong amount of neediness or being able to hold space for somebody it's truly a capacity match it's not about you not being enough and a lot of people interpret those experiences in relationship to mean because I couldn't meet her needs now I'm not enough the more empowered way to rephrase that would be Okay, is there a skill set I want to develop now that I've left that relationship or I'm in that dynamic? Is this a skill I want to develop to learn how to be 
you know, the number one thing we hear from women is emotional intelligence, right? Do I want to learn how to hold space more, validate her emotions, things like that? Or do I feel competent in that and I feel sufficient? It's a question to ask yourself and then to start dating and knowing those boundaries, where you want to expand, what would be too much, you can find a good pair with somebody who needs pretty much the amount that you can provide. You're both going to feel supported and happy. That's what I would say. But I would ask you to do an honest reflection of like, am I really not enough? Is this old stuff coming up from my childhood, from mom or dad or caregiver's influence or early relationships, sometimes as early as high school, right? You can start getting this impact. Is that limiting belief stuff? Can I just not meet her capacity? Or is there a real skill set that I want to develop here that I'm excited to develop? Mm. What do you think? Ooh, no, I think that's so well said. Capacity matching is so important. You will naturally feel underfulfilled and and also very overwhelmed when that's off. And that alone can resolve a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Do I want to increase my capacity or do I need to find someone that can meet me at this level? It's hard work to do that. But uh, that question alone is significant. I think you answered that beautifully. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Is this our next question? Uh, I was just scrolling and that one was interesting. Okay, well, I'm really excited to hear your take on this okay. when I read it. Great. Uh, someone says, I'm going to use your first names. That's fine, right? I feel like that's fine. I mean, it's public comment. Ethan says, I saw something that a girl's type changes when on and off birth control. And someone else says back, it completely alters your hormones. If your significant other was on it when it started, it could change. Hmm. Courtney is very educated on female hormones. So I, I am going to be a jam. I also just saw someone else added it. That's why I was... It's kind of in the, the comments here. Any personal experience with going off birth control and how to how that changed your attraction type? Mm. Um, I was going to ask you. Um, you know what? That's <laughs> actually that's interesting because we do the model of coaching that we use is very reflective. Sorry, in that. for people on the podcast, can you say yep. what the question Sorry. was? <laughs> the question was, um, I was going to ask if you do practice dinner dates on FaceTime calls. I need one. Um, when you are working in a coaching container, the really beautiful piece of it is the reflection that we can give. We have done a lot of work of being across from masculine energy, enough to know what's mine and what's yours. Mm-hmm. That, I think, is the biggest gift that, that we can offer in a coaching container is to know, is this something that you can work on that I can reflect to you in a really empowering way and give you a new skill set so that other women around you can experience a different version of you and therefore you create a whole different outcome or is this something that is if we were kind of coaching you know in a dynamic like is this her stuff is this my stuff we have done enough to know kind of where where our stuff is we're aware enough of what is happening internally for us and what comes up around different types whether it's a wounded feminine a wounded masculine more empowered or integrated masculine or feminine we can kind of identify that and discern that that being said i think that would be so helpful if I was getting started is to have a grounded kind of uh, central point mm-hmm. to work around um, in a very compassionate, non-judgmental way. So just a little FYI, we do both do coaching. Um, I think you work with men now too. Mm-hmm. Men and women, we yeah. both coach. Um, so feel free to reach out to either of us for coaching. That being said, back to the hormone question. Yes. This is so interesting because... When we are artificially um, 
um, kind of moderating or manipulating our hormones, especially the feminine hormones, our physiology is going to be responding to that. One of the things that I see in my clients most is that when we are, uh, especially using something like birth control, um, it is going to impact our sensational awareness mm. more than when we're not. Meaning that you probably will have almost an artificial, this is my perspective here, so um, you'll, you might have an artificially um, exaggerated stress response to certain situations because the way that the hormone that's usually in birth control works is supposed to be a calming effect. When that is always calming, you're not picking up on any of the sensory guidance that your body can give you, not any, but you're not as aware of what's happening in your body. Um, and therefore you might be attracted energetically. You might be able to tolerate more um, of a certain situation than would otherwise be the case. I think that's probably where the energetic piece to attraction comes in, if I were guessing. Mm. You're able to kind of override your stress response. Uh, in that way. So that's my thought on it. I don't know objectively if, you know, I haven't done any research in the uh, literature on that, but I think that's kind of how that would translate. I don't know anything about it. That's my thought. Nothing. And through my personal experience, I've not noticed any changes. I know that's anecdotal, but I've had, had three different types of birth control. Mm -hmm. I've never noticed who I'm attracted to has changed. Mm -hmm. I've noticed when I heal, <laughs> who I'm attracted to has changed. Yeah. The more empowered I become, the more self-assured, the more mm -hmm. I love my own life, the mm -hmm. healthier I became in relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I became attracted to a different type of person. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it's probably more of when you uh, integrate more, you may make decisions to change things and line things up differently in your life yeah and that might also have the correlation with being ready to upgrade partners yeah yeah oh uh, okay next question yep great i think this is a really great one i'm a reformed cheater mm. trying to make it work with my wife how do i help her trust me more wow first of all i love the accountability and reflection mm -hmm. and the vulnerability to share this on a live and in a podcast episode. So thank you for opening your heart to us mm -hmm. and being so courageous. Empowered Masculine 101. Yep. <laughs> Truly. Um, do you have initial thoughts? Go for it. All right. I would say it sounds like you've already talked to your wife about it. If I were on the receiving end of this, what I know I would need as the feminine is the ability to ask about anything that I needed to ask about. Mm and have full permission on that meaning there'd be no like oh, you're always bringing it up or oh it's ruining the moment or oh my gosh it's in the past none of that it would be like okay i'm here i'm listening and it would probably be a lot for, mm -hmm. for me and knowing my system and also in general i would say most women are probably going to need to talk about that quite a bit to work it through and really feel at peace if you truly want her to feel at peace about it she's got to be able to talk it through and all those little scenarios and things that come up, having your reassurance, I think it would also make me question my, our relationship was something missing. It would make me question, mm -hmm. do I feel good enough? It would bring up some wounds for sure. Mm -hmm. And I'd want the space to unapologetically talk about that and move through mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Maybe in a formal setting like therapy, if 
I don't know what your relationship is like, but if there's not a lot of emotional safety, then probably being in a room with a therapist would be really helpful. Um, so she could speak more, you know, candidly about what was going on and have a moderator. So that would be it. There would probably be some, I don't know, what does she need to see? I don't know what happened with the cheating, but does she need to see messages or do you need check-in points? Does she want to be asked about, you know, how she's feeling on the trust or does she only want to bring it up, right? Would it make her feel more seen if you asked her, hey, how are you feeling? Are you trusting me more? That sort of thing. Those are my initial thoughts on regaining trust. That classic quote with trust, right, is it takes a hundred years to build and a second to shatter. And and that is really the truth because trust is about, will you keep your word? Can I trust you? And she's always going to be thinking about, can this person protect my heart? Mm. The biggest thing is the consistency with being what you said, reform cheater, and then doing your own self-exploration on what drew me to that and really trying to solve it. Don't just try to change the behavior, but get to the root wound and be honest with yourself, which is really, really painful probably. Why did I choose to do this? Is there something missing? Was it me wanting validation? Was it me feeling like I don't deserve this person and self-sabotaging? Like, what is that? And I would get in your own um, therapy practice or a coach or a mentor. We need somebody outside of ourselves to reflect Mm -hmm. us back. And I wouldn't put that labor, the emotional labor on her to figure that out. Yeah, he's going to therapy for yourself. Good job. Amazing. Wow. How empowered to do that for yourself. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Thank you for sharing. Well said. That's really well said. I have seen people make it through um, ruptures like this. It's not that it can't be done. I I love what you said of um, giving her space to distrust you. There's nothing, well, there may be more things, but misunderstanding and distrust is painful and it's also a jarring painful to have that news that you've been cheated on Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like the initial shock or a chronic discomfort um you know it's kind of (laughs) the six of one half dozen either you choose um what you're what you're signing up for but in this instance i would say that having being able to offload that discomfort with a therapist and really unpack that to the deepest level and really see what you would need um, to bring forth in the relationship for you to continue showing up um, so that that doesn't happen again. And I I love the idea of just transparency of um, what the wound was. Mm. Sometimes as we are dealing with, especially like shock-related trauma like that, like this thing that was just really jarring, we need to intellectually understand it and then it has to integrate into our body. The nervous system has to start digesting that. That process takes months. Mm. The initial part, being able to intellectually comprehend what happened, can be very healing and it does open the door for all of that information to settle in. Mm. So well said. Yeah. If you're on the podcast recording... This is where we're going to leave you. There's going to be a part two. We set a little timer for ourselves, 30 minutes. So come back for part two in two weeks. Hello, hello, Brie here. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode and that you will come back for part two in two weeks. In the meantime, feel free to catch us on TikTok at For the Love of Men Podcast. We also have an Instagram now. 
the For the Love of Men podcast, T-H-E, For the Love of Men podcast. If you'd like to follow Courtney or I, Courtney's Instagram handle is at Courtney underscore Shand and mine is at Building Bree Coaching. I have since created a new Instagram account as my first one was taken down for pleasure education. So we're crossing our fingers. It comes back, but for now and the foreseeable future, that's where I will be. We're both on TikTok as well. Personally, if you'd like to follow us there and we have master classes too, we'll link them in the show notes that you can dive into. If you're wanting to go deeper with Courtney and I's work together, we have a few masterclasses that will support you in creating healthier polarized relationships. So feel free to check those out and you can use the code partners to get 50% off all of them. Every single one. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please feel free to share it with somebody that you think it might help. And if you have any questions that you would like for us to answer, feel free to write into the show. You can message us on Instagram, message us on the podcast TikTok or shoot us an email as well. We can't wait to hear from you and we will see you next week. Bye.